Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chowdhury. I can't wait to start today's episode. So episode number 25, we have Kathy Costan Chokrasanti. She's a mindset coach, female entrepreneur and personal trainer. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about mindset. So don't forget to subscribe, share and leave a review on our podcast. So let's dive in. Hi, Kathy. Uh, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, so thanks for like uh, coming to the show and taking the time out. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we can't wait to like hear from you, like uh, how we get into the business of uh, helping other entrepreneurs and people like on the mindset perspective. So yeah, tell us like uh, when did you start uh, helping other people and coaching them? Okay, so what I do is I help people in a fitness kind of way. I'm a a NASM certified personal trainer. I've been a coach for a long time, but I've always had an an intuitive ability Mm. to work with someone and come from a different angle. So um, I've been a trainer since 2009 and I'm 57 and I got into lifting heavyweights when I was 49. And I really started liking it, having passion for it. So just to give you, throw this out there, um, I competed in powerlifting at 54, actually 52 and 53. And I have state, national and world records for the World Natural Powerlifting Federation. In 54. At 50, yeah, 52 and 53. And then this February, I was inducted into the strength and power hall of fame for new jersey and i was the first person so that was pretty cool wow congratulations thank you so i've been in this business for a very long time because i always had an intuitive passion to help people so many years ago in my 20s i worked at shape magazine and i was the i was the beauty manager there so it was my job to sell ad space to the beauty business. Well, there were no beauty ads in Shape Mm -hmm. Magazine. And I didn't go there with experience. I went there with passion. And I would say to them, you know, I would go on sales calls. I really had no idea what I was doing in in the ad space, but I knew what I was talking about as a woman in my 20s who went to the gym. So I went to, you know, and Shape Magazine was owned by Weider. And Weider was Shape Men's Fitness muscle and fitness and flex and a couple of smaller other publications. Yeah. So I would go around to the health and beauty care products companies and advertising agencies. And I would pitch the case just very naturally saying, you know, why aren't you advertising in a magazine like shape magazine? These, the readers coming to this magazine are going to the gym. This, you know, they're interested in how back then this is, 30 something years ago in, in how they look and how they look and how they look fast forward to 2021. And it's completely different. I mean, I really focus on how we feel, but I'll yeah. get to that. So back then, of course, it was how we look, you know, we, people trying to get so used to go and do like a door to door and get things done. No, um, not really. I went company to company. Okay. Company so, to company. Right. And so, um, you, you have this window to go to these yeah. companies in, in a, in a year, and then you, and then you get invited to pitch for some yeah. of their money in their campaign, which I was invited to pitch a number of these um, companies. And I did. And as it turns out, boom, one after the other, after the other. First time Shape Magazine had seen a beauty ad was yeah. when I was out there getting it because of my passion, not my experience, mm-hmm. but my passion for fitness. And it made, and my passionate story made sense to these companies and they all jumped on board and they've had ads ever since. Yeah. So. Now that led to Cooking Light Magazine and then a career as a fitness trainer. I have five kids. And so I kind of took a hiatus after my fifth was born. They yeah. were all in eight years. Um, the first four were in five years. And so I took time off to um, take care of my kids. But, you know, after each kid, I made it my job to get back in my clothes. And I remember right. back then we would have play dates with the moms in town. I wasn't working and they would say, what makes you, what motivates you to get back in your clothes when none of us care or want to yeah. or are? We're just, it is what it is. And yeah. there was just something internal inside of me that had no other option. There was no choice. No choice. Right. That was my closet. 
and I was going to get in those clothes. So I did. And then, you know, it evolved into working out at home, pushing a stroller with two babies while kids were in school, realizing that 35 miles a week of a double stroller didn't change my body. So I yeah. started to use weights in my early 40s. Wow. And it wasn't until I really started using the weights that I saw my body change physically. Because yeah. you know, just cardio alone makes you a smaller version of yourself, but it yeah. doesn't make you necessarily a stronger version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was self-taught in many ways. And then it was time to go back to work in 2009. And how do you manage five small school children, be yeah. there for them and work at the same time. So that's where the idea of becoming a personal trainer with some flexibility came in. And in two months I was certified and three months I had a job and worked. And that was, you know, that was the beginning of the, the fitness story that took you through my forties and now yeah. into my fifties of working at different facilities, a big box gym, a small studios, F45, functional training, which is a, a yeah. global brand. And then of course, personally training many different types of people. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So like, as, when did you actually started like uh, um, fitness? Is it on your 40s or before the used to go gym? All my life. Out? Yep. All played sports, and, played sports yeah. in high school and then just worked out as a 20 year old. And that was back in 1980. Six, yeah. 1987, just as the Jane Fonda aerobics craze was taking off, it wasn't popular for me in college at all, like it is mm -hmm. for my kids now. Um, so you had to just, you really had to find it. And then yeah. you had to try it and figure it out. There was no internet. There were no YouTube videos for me to watch. Oh. There, there was, I had to get it from a magazine or I had to get it from a book, but I, could, right. I didn't have this. I didn't have access to yeah. the information we can get at warp speed right now. I had to go out and try it, learn it, do it, so that one day I could teach it. So, you know, yeah, I learned- it's hard work, yeah. It, yeah, it was, I mean, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but the one, one of the many things I've learned, and there's been a lot, is that it's so important. You can't have a transformation and lose weight yeah. if you don't, change someone's mind. Yeah. So, you know, over the course of many years, it wasn't that I was the best trainer or the best fitness instructor, but I was able, I've always been able to get into someone's brain yeah. lovingly and help them because we're not just robots looking yeah. for a figure. We're people living lives, having struggles, facing yeah. hardships. Look at the last year and a half. I mean, facing hardships, mental health, there's so much more to it that goes yeah. into transforming someone. All the crunches in the world aren't going to make you better and stronger if you don't do the do. It's, you yeah. know, there's, it's, it's so multi-layered and multi-faceted between, you know, what's on your plate has nothing to do with food. You know, yeah. there's so, you know, and even then, even when it does have to do with food, it's, you know, not just food, but nutrition. It's how well are you sleeping? How are you managing stress? How are you calming your mind? How are you dealing with toxic people in your life? How mm. are you dealing with the stresses of everyday life, work and pandemics? Like, how are you yeah. managing everything on your plate? How are you managing kids and their yeah. schedules and your schedule? And the list, as you know, goes on and on and on. Yeah, and it's not like a one thing. Is that everything no around you around you does make like a total like a going for like a transformation and changing the mindset is crucial. It's yeah. crucial. You know, I've, yeah. I'm training a guy right now. His name's Freddie, and mm -hmm. I have a coaching group on uh, social media that people follow and they cheer him on. And you know, right. he has he's 45. He's gained and lost over 50 to 75 pounds five yeah. times in his life, five wow. times. So it comes back to food and, you know, food addiction is one of the things we can't hide. Yeah. It shows up on your body, right? We can yeah. hide a lot of things and function in public with a lot of other addictions, but you can't hide food addiction. Yeah. So I've worked with him three times, but this is the first time we've worked one-on-one. -on -one. The first time in a big box setting, I didn't train him. I was yeah. just marketing. So I interviewed him and he had success, but he went mm -hmm. back up. The, the, Second time I was with him was 
which was at F45, um, I worked with him in, as one person in larger groups. Right. So I was there to, to uh, do group training and I can only get so far into his brain. But he had started yeah. on a Super Bowl Sunday here in America, 2019 at 333 pounds. He called me that weekend. He said, Kathy, I need help. I said, meet me here tomorrow. And I put him through the classes and he lost weight. He was successful. He went from 333 to 275 and or two or two. Yeah. 270. And that was 2019. Let's go into 2020. Mm -hmm. Right. We know how that, where this is going. Yeah. And yeah. So (laughs) when we have, you know, addictions can um, be triggered as studies show well up to eight months in advance. Like they don't just happen today and I fall off and boom, you know, there are things that progress and, and he has taught me so many things about how to work with the mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we hit um, the pandemic. February, we're all sort of winding down. March, the world shuts down. All gyms yeah. are closed. Yeah. What, what do you do? What do you do? What, well, for me, it's in me. So I got out and I walked every day but 12 for an entire year. Is that yeah. the best shape I've ever been in? No, it was just walking. But I say to people, I did a good job just hanging in there. Yeah, so, staying active. Dating. Staying active, yeah. right. Yeah. So back to fretting, the world shuts down and he went back to you know, being stuck at home. Yeah. Fast, fast forward a few months and we meet up finally in August. And he's, remember the last time he was 333. Yeah. And last August, a year ago, August, he sat at 350 pounds. And this is, this is what we know. This is what we know that we measure. Most of the time, we're not stepping on a scale at our worst because we don't want to see the number. Now, yeah. So it could have been literally higher. So now this is where the story of mindset comes in. Now we're one-on-one, four times a week, personally mm-hmm. training, no more group setting, no more interviews, just he and I in yeah. uh, a one-on-one session four times a week. And it was hard. It's been really hard, but make a long story short. I don't know if I can do that. Anyway, in February, we, it was, you know, winter here, bitter cold. We were training and I was talking to him about gratitude. And I said to him at the time, he was like three Oh five. So, you know, 45 pounds down. Yeah. And I said to him, you got to feel good. You have to feel much better carrying your daughter down the stairs. You have to feel lighter on your feet. You have to feel better in your walk. And he said, I'm still the fat guy. I don't feel better. I don't feel, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still this. I'm still that. I'm still negative. I'm still negative. And I said, in that particular session, I said, listen, we're either going to have a break up or yeah. a break or a breakthrough right now, because yeah. my, your mindset, his mindset can only go so far. Mine yeah. in this in this particular instance, he could teach me stuff on other things, but my brain is so much more open than his was. But that's yeah. because he, he had never pushed past the point where we were at that moment. And I right. said, if you don't have gratitude for where you are and what you've accomplished, then how are you going to go further? Yeah, so, he's not feeling a little bit better about himself. Like yeah, yeah, his mind yeah. is still the same when he started and no progress. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I asked him because really it's impossible to break up with me. I mean, that's mm. like, you got to try real. I'm not letting you go. You're, yeah. You just became a greater challenge for me. So in that set particular session, because, you know, there was, February was a tough month. I said, I said, listen, if you could open your mindset just to surrender to that which you know and understand that I know a a lot from here where you're stuck, I can take you much further if you open your mind and allow me to take you there. And if you can do that, we will continue training. So, Mm. you know, he did and he learned. And what I did for a solid month or so with him, because we can create neural pathways in our brain yeah. If we, right, if we have different thoughts and if we exercise the thoughts, uh, we exercise the mind, we yeah. create new ways. We can get rid of old habits. We can create new ways by creating new 
neural pathways, which is what I had to do with him. So every time we got together before he left, I asked him a very challenging question, not for me, but for him. And you know, this is true maybe for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I said, what are three things you're grateful for? I had a notebook yeah. and every time before he left at the end and for the first five days or a week, yeah. he struggled. He had to think like, well, I said, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be, you could, you could be grateful for a book, a yeah. pen, your lip gloss. I don't care. I wasn't being specific. Yeah. Just give me three things. After about nine or 10 days, I'd pull out the notebook and I'd see his brain start to spark up a little bit and yeah. start to think. And so he knew that that book was, I mean, it was time for gratitude and he started giving it to me and he knew. So we were, we were creating a huge opportunity for much greater success by changing the thoughts that he was having yeah. and, and that, and, and working on his food and his mindset and, and checking in with him, not just, you know, how do you think you look? That has just not it, but how are you feeling? Like, it's about the feeling? process. Yeah. Eventually you get there. The ultimate goal, you'll get there. And like right. you talked and, about that gratitude. Yeah. It's just a great thing for changing the mindset. Even though it really now, is. every night before I go sleep, I, I don't write down, but I think on my head for 10, 15 minutes, the list out on my brain, like how many good things is happening with my life. Um, probably I'm not the where I am with my goals and achievement, but every night I think about how far I have come. Every night I think about what things I have right now. So it's yeah, amazing. it's great to help. Yeah, yeah. And, and what you're doing, because yeah. when we fall asleep and when we wake up, our yeah. minds are most susceptible to talking to our subconscious. Mm-hmm. So by doing that before you go to sleep, you're reaffirming the subconscious, which really runs your life. Yeah. We think that our awareness and our consciousness runs our life, but it doesn't. Our subconscious runs our life. So you are giving yourself positive things to really just settle into your body while you sleep, which is brilliant. It really is. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's September now, and now he is down 75 pounds. He's wow. sitting at 275 instead of 350. And yeah. what's, what I'm hoping, and we talk about this all the time, is that this fifth time yeah. is over my dead body, his last time he mm-hmm. will ever have to lose, yeah. you know, and, and, ch- and challenging the pathways. Cause it's not about being the fat guy and then the skinny guy. It's about feeling amazing but every step all, of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So in terms of like a mindset, uh, what's the first step you follow through with your clients? Like let's say someone individual come with the overweight or needs to change with their life. Do you ask them question? Do you give them some kind of steps to follow? How do you, start the process? Um, Great question. And I do, I don't have a formula and here's why. Mm. Everybody is so different that they almost become a a chapter in my book. Because when you come to me and you are a total being, and I say this, I say, I don't treat the totality of you as total means finite, means when you get to that total, you are done. So I say, I treat, I made this up, the wholetality, the total of you, because if you treat the wholetality and you treat the being from all aspects of how and when and where you're coming to me with your story, I have to untrain you first, ask you to trust me, surrender to the process and that it might take time, let you get you to understand that it's not about just what you look like. And it's definitely not about the scale because I have great pictures that can show a 140 pound woman and that same woman at 148 pounds. And in my opinion, she looks dynamite at 148 because Mm -hmm. she's built up her, you know, muscle cost weight on the scale. Yeah. So as as we lose weight or as we build strength, the number on the scale will not reflect and cannot say to you, 
listen, you're gaining strength. You're building muscle. So people come back and say, I've put on two pounds. What? And, and I will say it to them just like this. I put on two pounds of muscle. Help me. Yeah. My pants, you know, my pants are bigger. My, my, you know, you they say to me, Kathy, you got to help me. My, my jeans are getting tight. I'm like, okay, are they getting tight in your rear end and your legs? Cause you're building strength because yeah. that's actually a good thing. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion, baggy pants, cause you haven't worked your glutes may not look as good as yeah. something that's filling up the pants. So I really kind of calm them down by letting them know I'm not their personal trainer. Mm -hmm. I'm their personal untrainer. I yep. have to take this project of how many years old someone is and unravel it because there's a strong likelihood that a great deal of the percent of what they know or how they work or how fast they move or what they think they need to do to accomplish goals is somehow outdated. Yeah, definitely. And I can relate to it with you, um, the thing you said, like uh, if someone gaining like two pounds could be a good thing in terms of like uh, building, uh, building the muscle mass. And a lot of people like uh, super skinny, they could look beautiful uh, like uh, outside world, but inside they're not healthy. Their bone right. is strong, their muscle tone is not there. Uh, I know like a one skinny guy uh, we used to play badminton with, and he had a cholesterol, even though you can tell him by looking at it, like his body proper fit and everything, but he had a cholesterol, his high body fat percentage. But if you look at him, anyone can say like, he's a healthy dude. But in terms of like inside, like so many illnesses inside of him, he can have the strength for longer. Yeah, he got cholesterol, high cholesterol, blood pressure. So yeah, it's not about the, how you look in the mirror or how you feel on wearing your clothes. But it have to be feel like inside you have a stamina or not. Do you have like getting your kind of sleep? You're drinking plenty of water. How's your meals like? Are you drinking too much alcohol? So these things are combined matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And then this year, specifically um, in January, I led a detox group with over 100 mm -hmm. people. And we weren't detoxing from Christmas. Now, right. that's typically you know, what so many coaches do, you, you know, you put on weight over the holidays and then everybody's sick of going out and this and that, and you, you have a detox yep. room. This was from 2020. This is everybody mm. and anybody who was sick of 2020 and anybody and everybody who uh, put on weight in 2020, which was really easy to do. Yeah. And I've had countless calls from people who have put on weight or their spouse has put on weight or their young children have put on significant amounts of weight. They're not in school. They're yeah. home in their rooms. They're not allowed to play. State parks were closed. You yeah. could buy alcohol at 10 o'clock in the morning, but you couldn't go out to a state park. Yeah. Everything I mean, was shut. Yeah. Everything was shut down. So I got so many calls from so many people. So January started the process of really trying to unravel and unwind this thing, albeit it's still going on. And yeah. we had great success. A lot of people got their mindset back in. So what I wasn't doing was saying, all right, who's doing, who's losing this? Who's, you know, there were no gyms to go to really, but yeah. I was posing and posting in there every day, a thought process that would lead you to think differently, you know, yeah. and especially in regards to food myself, since October, I, I'm working with a functional medicine coach, um, my friend, Kate Motz, who's also in my town. We, we all try, coaches try to get together, which is another mm -hmm. way to help more people by doing exactly what you and I are doing. I mean, I'm in yeah. New Jersey in America and you're across the pond, right? So yeah. we're doing, we're, we're, this is, you know, helping it become more global, but to your point from before about the insights and your friend, you know, I did, I may be a certain weight and a certain shape, but again, you know, what are my insights like 57? Yeah. I want to know these things. So I've done two food sensitivity tests, one yeah. in October and one about a month ago, I've done a gut zoomer test, which tells you everything, 40 pages of what's going on in your insides and in your intestinal system, which really is yeah. our, that's how, that's our immune system is our, yeah, that's our core. system. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did an environmental test 
um, which tells you if you're holding on to toxins and pollutants and mm. such. And I learned a tremendous amount. I mean, we eat food. So imagine I intermittent fast. I eat from my, my metabolic, metabolic type. type. Yeah. And, you know, my weight may still be stuck. I may be struggling at a certain place. And so I, I may be exercising six days a week. So if, yeah. if, if I'm doing things right, but I feel stuck, what else is going on? And that's when you take it. Most people are not going to take the deep dive. So if they're just eating processed yeah. foods and things that don't make sense in their body, and you're not talking to them about, you know, food, it's not just food. If we don't yeah. eat, if we eat um, tons of food that are nutritionally empty, where yeah. then how is that working for our inside? So I now know I'm I'm highly re, highly sensitive or highly reactive to 38 foods sensitivities. Mm. I have sensitivities, and yeah. when and so what I was doing from January and am still doing to now is looking weighing myself on the scale every day, not for weight sake because right. it's you know I'm not doing it for a simple reason. I'm doing it yeah. because every day I take notes on what did I eat yesterday. And what is my weight today? Maybe up two pounds. And we know we're not eating that many calories mm -hmm. to gain two pounds. But what did I eat yesterday that I'm sensitive to that caused inflammation in my body that shows up on the scale? Right. So I, I have been focusing heavily this year on really, really doing the do to find out what's going on on my insides so I can feel and yeah. be my best. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so you go and check like a have like a journal for like a, how you've been up to with your weight and like checking like the meals you had does it impacting any good way or bad way? So you're tracking them and down. It, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great way to be honest. And yeah. um, because I you can't remember yeah what happened last enough. Tuesday. No way, you can't remember what happened last Tuesday or you know three months ago or remember. So this allows me to look back and see, and then, the, and then go to my coaching groups with mm. research and I'm the research subject. Yeah. And I can go back to them and say, you know, with more wisdom and experience now, why this works and what, what's been working for me, what hasn't Doesn't worked work. for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, like one day back in January, when I was first getting started on this journey, I was drinking a lot of black unsweetened iced tea, right? right? It's, you know, what's black unsweetened iced tea, zero calories. And I was really unsure of my foods and I was have, experiencing really bad hives almost every night. And it started in my forties when mm -hmm. I started eating um, a lot of chicken and a lot of chicken, broccoli, rice, chicken, broccoli, rice, you know, you go on a yeah. meal plan, your weight training for me, it was powerlifting. I'm trying to build muscle and I had chicken or turkey every chance I got. So it kept I started, simple. yeah, I, well, but I, I started experiencing um, hives almost every day and sinus issues. In wow. 2017, I had sinus surgery. So I've been to the allergists, I've been to the doctors. This is how complicated the body is. And I yeah. couldn't figure it out. Why in my forties am I developing adult sensitivities that I cannot figure out? So um, I had surgery. And then I don't know if you've watched the documentary, The Game Changer on Netflix. Uh -huh. No, I it's, haven't. I, I watched it a couple of years ago and it's, um, it's a plant-based documentary. Right. So, you know, here I am eating meat and all, and I watch this plant-based documentary yeah. and I'm like, you know what, let me try this. Let me see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I went plant-based for a month and my sinuses cleared up. Well, so... <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I had surgery to fix this yeah. and I just stopped eating meat for a month, which nobody believed me at the time. Even my allergists didn't believe that it was possibly chicken. Mm. And, and so, so I've been doing my own studying. This is what I say, paying attention to the body's signs and symptoms can give you clues and answers to how to come out of a weight gain kind of situation. So that was pretty interesting to me. I eventually went back to eating certain kinds of meats, but in the test, I didn't go back to chicken. 
or Turkey. Yeah. And in the test that I recently did, which was an extensive food sem sensitivity test, the, the thing that came out highest of 38 foods was chicken. Yeah. So right. what, what doctors couldn't figure out, I found yeah. on a test, but I had to I had to come up with that hypothesis on my own by paying attention to my body. And so yeah. you know, I really try to work with people to help them understand it's very complicated. And it's, I don't recommend going on a diet. I recommend mm -hmm. eating because th then you're on. And if you're on, you're eventually going to be off. Yeah. I, tr I really try to take you down a path where you eventually, you know, eat for what works best for your body. Because yeah. what happens is then you have energy and you feel good. You know, then yeah. you, you know, you, you want to do more of that when you're taking out the stuff that brings you down. Yeah. And I, I, if I, if I, if you don't mind, if I keep going, I've got a, a story that taught me a lot just this past January. Yeah, sure. Okay. So leading this group of over a hundred people, um, you know, we started at day, it was January 1st, so I'll, I'll call it day 30, even though that doesn't, the math isn't right. So we started, we called it day 30 and we were yeah. going to work our way down to, you know, February 1st, which would be our day one. Right. And a friend of mine said something really um, important that resonated with me because I'm saying day 30, day 29, day 28. And here we are trying to detox from processed foods and things that don't serve us. And I'm counting down to what? What am I counting down to? Today, one where I bring it back to, yeah. to finishing this detox so that I go back to my old ways and old weight. So, but I had to learn this even as a coach for many years, yeah. I still have lessons to learn. So we go through it and I'm not drinking any alcohol. I'm eating for my metabolic type. I'm yeah. two weeks in feeling sorry for myself because I have two weeks to go quietly feeling sorry for myself. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for 14 days. I still have how many to go. But I, so I was focused on dates and mm -hmm. what, what I now call deprivation idealization. Right. So we humans are brilliant with this. We've been so brainwashed that yeah. nachos and beers and chips and, you know, when, when you put somebody on a meal plan, they're miserable. Why? Because their mind says, but I'm going to be deprived of all yeah. these amazing foods, um, amazing foods that make you feel exhausted, feel, you know, lethargic, feel sleepy, yeah. feel unmotivated to move your body because they're not working for your body. So as I'm going through this 30 day countdown, I'm thinking to myself, I feel great. I, you know, haven't had a glass of wine in two weeks. I'm eating and when you eat for your metabolic type, you give your body what it needs. And when your body has what it needs, you stop craving things you think you want. Yeah. You know, when you take, when you reduce the sugars, which is highly addictive, your body stops craving the sugars. Yeah. So I get to the end and here's my final lesson on this one. It was my last day. I was going to celebrate, have a few glasses of wine. On Saturday, I set up myself to have a massage, which is really good for detoxing because mm -hmm. it clears up the lymphatic system. I was treating myself to a facial and a Reiki session just to get my energy in line. And yeah. I woke up with such a hangover and I felt so horrible. And that's when it all hit. Like I've been working so hard. I felt so good all month to get to the point where I can do this again and feel like crap. And I, I you know, yeah. I felt like I felt like crap through three beautiful appointments because I had to wake up to that. But well, I, I, I guess if I didn't do it, I wouldn't yeah. learn it. And then I couldn't teach it. Yeah, definitely. And I can relate to that because I've been diagnosed with uh, IBS, irritable uh -huh. bowel syndrome. Yes, yes. Back in 2019, all of a sudden, okay. like, and my bowel not working and uh, within like about six weeks I got 
about 20 kg, around 30 pounds overweight. So I was around 72 from there, I was 96 overnight. And I have no clue what's going on because I'm asthmatic myself. And all of a sudden everything is happening, even though I'm not eating like too much, not like I'm eating junk food every day or things like that, but I had to come across uh, the doctor, the doctors like gave me some medication, but not exactly telling me like what to eat, what not to eat. I had to done my Google search, YouTube search, and then finding out what which is working for me and which is not. Because some uh, doctors saying different things, some saying different for individual. So it took me about eight months to come across which 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 uh, food is working for me and which is not. Like I can't tolerate having like any sugary drink, like a Coke or any kind of soda. It's um, make me bloated, gassy, and it feel like I can't even breathe. Same with like a onion, some uh, lentils, so some kind of food uh, like them and having like over. So we have like in culture with like our Indian and Bengali culture, like we have to have a plate full all the time, either mm-hmm. the rice or curry, wherever. Like until you don't finish it, like you're not getting out of it. Right, <laughs> so, right. So it's not like how much you need a meal. It's like how much you have to have. So we have our own psychological mindset it's the same way like if you're not eating like a one or two plate so that means like you have an a and o. so that's the culture it teaches us but i feel like if i having that then i couldn't breathe and it takes me to get this from our system out about two three days i couldn't focus because you know what i'm talking about like if you're yep. lazy you feel like a yawning all the time and yeah it took me about eight nine months to get to the point like i figure out which kind of food is working for my body, even though so many doctors, so many uh, research I've done is for individual is different. Even though right. my sister had the same thing and she told me like, you'll have like a raw salad that increases for IBS, but it, do, it didn't. For me, like raw salad is works totally fine and I'm, I'm all right with it. So yes, for individual is different for like a customer, like you said, uh, when you go to, uh, stop eating chicken you seen significant uh, on your diet and it's seen like lots of changes and they stop to your sinuses problem oh amazing right i mean yeah. and the thing is you go to your doctors but these doctor yeah. most doctors aren't trained in nutrition they can't yeah. help you and how many of them are overweight as well yeah no. if you look at them they have no clue what's in what they're no. doing with their life and yeah they telling you like a nu- nutritional advice when you look at them uh, even though on their 30s and 40s look like a 78 years old and it's in the belly coming out overweight they have so many health issues themselves absolutely and, and there is no like a plan because they don't know the plan if they right. if you want to go to like a perfect plan you have to go dietitian or like a fitness expert to gain what you actually need and right. again then you have to test out which food and product is working for you nowadays so many allergies and uh, we got so many guts problems like IBS, IBD, so many new diseases coming through because of the so junk many. food we've been having. Right. Yeah. And the poisonous food we're buying from superstores and things like that. So, <laughs> I yeah. agree. And, and yeah. even if people have asked me, oh, can you just write out what you want me to eat? And I can't mm-hmm. because what, like, I can't tell you that salads are great if you're on a diet because I'm sensitive to arugula. So yeah. here I am eating a salad and all of a sudden I'm like, ah, oh, what's going, what is it? What? And it's arugula salad. So yeah. it's so, because there are so many sensitivities because our foods aren't what they used to be because the soil is depleted of nutrition and the nutrients that we need to get through these foods. You know, you have to eat 30 bags of spinach to equal what we had 30 years ago in one yeah. bag. Yeah. So it's really complicated. And, and it, it is a matter of what you did and what you know I was doing finding or through testing or through challenging or through testing yourself yeah. and paying attention. I mean, I highly recommend somebody wants to lose weight, get a journal, write your foods down and don't write them down for food's sake as yeah. much as and like, and I do this with my, my with my uh, friend who's a coach an hour or two after you're done eating, how do you feel? Do you feel like you felt, mm. do you feel bloated? Yeah. Do you feel inflamed? Do you feel gassy? Do you, did you go to the bathroom? Are you not going to the bathroom? Are you going to the bathroom too much? And, and from there, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience, but 
if you want to find your way to your best feeling that you have to peel the layers and, yeah. and, and not give up and do the work and, and learn and really just, this is you. And so if you give up to the junk food life, you've given up on you. Yeah. And I think we're all, you know, we're, worth way more than that certainly yeah definitely and i know mm -hmm. you should know about that as well like uh, we our brain register like we are full after like eating for like 30 minutes so if you chew for like uh, slowly and eat slowly then even the small amount of food gonna register on our brain like we are full so we don't have to like eat like fast and we don't have to like eat so much of it just for like a craving and after having it like how many hours are you wasting so someone got right. a problem like me, I can waste like one or two days because of what's going on, because I can focus on the things, because if I'm bloated, gassy, and have to go to the bathroom all the time, then right. I can do what I need to be doing. So in terms of like, if you think about like in the amount of burger you're having, or like a donut you're craving, what's going to be effective in the long term, or even the short term, for people like me, we're going to get automatically straight away like a right. short term, we're going to be uh, suffer from it. And some people probably not straight away, probably you don't have like kind of conditions, but eventually if you carry on doing that six months from now, one year from now, it's all compound effect and growth. Like you're going to see like 70 kg to 90 kg within the months. Right. It can go straight away. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's a great idea. Great point. It's almost like you, you had to take the time to recognize that you were, it's like called beat the clock, right? You yeah. beat the clock because you spend all this time making your meals and then you sit down, like, especially for us here in America, Thanksgiving is a big, beautiful Thursday, uh, Thursday in November. Yeah. Give thanks, mix, cook all day for how many people and you're done eating in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you, and when you have, like you said, a whole plate or two of food and you have it, within a short, quick period of time, and you don't allow the body to register along the way, you yeah. can't possibly catch it because you power eat. And then, like you said, you pay the consequences for two days, two yeah. days for one meal of power eating. Yeah. That's why we can't achieve like what we need to be achieving because we feel tired. We can't give um, after eight hours of shift, we can focus on our family because we're eating a junk food or no right food. Even though we're having the right food, having too much of it, anything too right. much of it, it, it's, it's not right. Like a, if you can have like a small meals five or six times a day rather than having a three big meals, it's make a significantly difference. And right. that way you don't really crave things. And I know you probably train your clients similar this way. And we have to adapt and learn because the information is everywhere. Right now, you can go on YouTube or Google, you've got a whole meal plan there. You find all of the training there, how many calories you need to be losing right. and everything. There's a calculator available for everyone. But I think the most important thing we need like the accountability, mm -hmm. like someone to tell you when to change the mindset, what's going on, like after end of the week, uh, if you're gaining like a one pound or losing one pound, then someone like yourself, the coach can tell them look this is something is not right because they know themselves like what to eat what not to eat because yeah. they're adults here so yeah so if you want to make them changes and shift uh, for our audience what would you suggest them for taking them steps where would be like a first step they need to take uh the, i would say i want to just talk about it like coming off the cuff i think the first step is slowing down Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 slowing down like I, I i have a brand new client this week she's adorable yeah. and she showed up she was nervous she's 44 um she came with her bags and put her water down we were meeting for the first time which i know is scary meeting some for the first time and she came in front of me and she was like okay i'm ready and i said okay first thing i want you to do because i train people outside in parks which i think yeah. is one of the best things to be in. And I said, I want you to turn around. I want you to look and see where you are. We're going to exercise, but we're going to slow down. Yeah. We can't get answers when we're in warp speed. You can't, mm. There's no time for answers at warp speed. The only way to get answers 
is to slow down and or stop and allow yourself the opportunity to clear your mind and think. For example, in the morning, writing down in my journal what I'm weighing in at, how I feel in my body, and what foods did I eat yesterday? What comes to mind? Did I have an allergy last night or did I need to take a pill? Did I, you know, have to have medicine? Did I drink enough water? You know, I evaluate not my lifetime, just how did I do since yesterday? Just daily. And and it's not judgmentally, it's just daily observations. Um, I and slowing down, I think people, you know, our whole lives we've been trained to go faster, work harder, do more. And I think progress isn't in the speed, it's in the slow. So in the speed, you go to work all day, you know, you, you, you go, go, go. You have kids, you're going to baseball games, you're trying to fit in that workout. And it's kind of stressful because you only have six in the morning and then you've got to get, wake up the kids. You've got to five o'clock at night, but then you've got to make dinner. So you race to the gym, yeah. do the workout. You don't think about it at all. You just go and you, you move your body and then you race home. So everything is stress. Uh, you know, things create stress in our lives, people, jobs, and then racing to the gym or racing to your workout, wherever it is, is stress. And the body can't tell the difference between physical and emotional stress, right? So it's just cortisol. And if, if you're racing, even to get your workout in while you will be creating better hormones, will they outbalance the, the cortisol, the stress, mm. the fight or flight, the, the work that meeting that you left to get that hit training in or that cardio session in. So was it actually really working for us or was it working against us? So world shuts down, gyms are closed. I'm, you know, f- forced to sh- slow down. And I did a lot of walks in nature. And yeah. then I started training my clients in the parks. And I did it in the parks, not my necessarily my basement or my garage, because yeah. that's about exercise. But yeah. being in the parks is about the experience. Mm-hmm. And now we're having an experience. We're not just exercising. We're, yeah. we're not listening to music. We're listening to birds. We're listening to running water. We're listening to people walking by. We're saying hi to people walking by. You know, yeah. it was- Getting some fresh air, fair sunlight as well, yeah. Yeah, getting some vitamin D. And then I finished every session as taught to me by a master, a Qigong master, Tom Grant, um, to because as a coach, you're giving your energy all the time. Yeah. And you get your own workouts in, you're giving energy, you're giving, giving, giving. So if you have one client after another after another, how do you restore yourself? So yeah. Tom Grant taught me this years ago. And I now do it with my clients because it was a stressful time to have the world shut down. So we came into the workouts, we we calmed our nervous system, we took a look around, we admired the nature, we did the exercise and it was hard and we lifted weights or we did cardio or we ran the hills in the park, it was real. But then we we checked in with nature throughout it. Imagine like checking with nature in between sets. And then we finished by going to a tree and putting our hands not on the tree, but just outside of it, because the negative ions of the earth or the negative energy from the earth, which you can also take your shoes and socks off and put Mm -hmm. your feet on the ground, it's called earthing or grounding. And it does the same thing where the tree will then bring the energy up through it. And if you do it enough, you can actually one time I had a woman do it on her first time and she's like, I feel so much heat. Like that's energy, that's chi, yeah. that's real. And that's going back into you. And then you leave not feeling like you've been beaten up in a workout, but like, wow, that was great. You're like, I feel, I, I feel good. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I've been beaten up and tossed around and music just, you know, loud and all this mm. stuff. I, I just had a nature filled workout. And so if any, if I've learned anything in the last year, it's slow down and find your answers. Do what works for you in food, do what works for you in exercise, because, you know, if you like it, you're more likely to do it. Just be active 
and really try to get a good night's sleep because in our deep sleep is when we rejuvenate our body. We heal our muscles. We build our cells. We, you know, build our strength when we sleep. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. A lot of people like benefited from that and they know what to do next. So we're not going to do any further of you so we're going to wrap up soon so before we go if anyone wants to work with you Kathy so how they're going to reach out to you do you have any website how social media I do have a website I have social media um a couple of ways they can reach out to me I have an email it's coaching with Kathy Kathy has a k-a-t-h-i yep. at gmail.com um my Instagram is Kathy s-o-t-t-s k-t-h-i s-o-t-t-s I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's Coach Kathy, the Fit Spirit. And then um, on Facebook, I have a private group also called Coach Kathy. Um, so that's a couple of ways they can uh, get in touch with me. I'm in the process of building other platforms and ways to help other people. I've done it through yeah. Zoom. I do it through calls. Um, so that's one way I can actually work with people. And then, uh, so while I'm building... But I'm also working on a, a lot of other things simultaneously. I'm still running meets. I speak yep. to, I speak um, on, every week, if not every other week, to addiction recovery centers, to people, mm-hmm. you know, in addiction addiction recovery centers who are getting their feet on the ground and healing, trying to bridge the gap between mental health and fitness. Yep. And really, so I am involved in a lot of projects right now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's all it's all good yeah so thank you so much kathy so coming to our show and share your experience and knowledge i really really appreciate it and i know our audience will have benefited from that so yeah so we're gonna wrap up the show now okay i just want to say thank you for having me on i really appreciate you reaching out to me and finding me from you know many miles away and i appreciate it so much because like minds getting together sharing real true stories um, yeah. of non-perfection, I feel like it, it it clears the way for people to just take a step, just take a yeah. step. So thank you for allowing my voice to be heard um, to your people and vice versa. I really appreciate it. I'll be sharing it with on all my platforms too. You're most welcome. And I really appreciate you coming to the show and sharing the knowledge again. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. So we're going to wrap this now. So We're going to see you on the next episode. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. See you next episode. Bye. Thank you so much.